We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. Joining us once again for another episode of Homebrew Review. This is the very first 20th level exposition! Alright, we will go ahead and we are going to be running an awesome adventure called Crypt of the Death Giants. So, um, we will go ahead and get started with uh, reviews of what happened at 16th level and what we're looking forward to now at 20th. Go ahead, Micah. Uh, this is Micah Holmes with Audax Fortis, the human. The- Tribality human metal fury crafter. Um, last episode was pretty intense. Um, things happened, and I cried a little bit inside. I'm not gonna lie. Sixteenth um, <clears throat> level really was. I'm not gonna lie. More of the same from our metal crafter. Uh, one of the abilities that I really wanted to utilize didn't pan out the way I had hoped it would, and I think part of that is the fact that the limitations for the wild furies that you can summon with that ability is makes it really difficult to use because you don't get it until 14th level when a lot of the things that you're going to be facing are going to be able to deal with it fairly quickly it's at best a distraction unless you opt for you know eight of them at a quarter cr in which case have fun um once again the fury enhanced strikes that come from the class are really prominent. Um, they are really the, the, the most useful tool at, at your disposal. Just maximizing damage output is really kind of the cornerstone of the metal element with the uh, innate fury crafting abilities. And I mean, I, I was really happy to be able to utilize it to its full potential. I'm hoping to do a little bit more in the upcoming level 20 episode. With the bonus that um, all of my allies are going to be able to take advantage of it as well, with the Fury Enhanced Bonding class feature, at level 20, I can, as a bonus action, grant up to four of my allies, I enchant their weapons with Fury Enhanced Strikes, and they can utilize that same ability that I can once per long rest on their next attack when I when I use it, so... You know, all that bonus damage that I've been doing, they'll be able to take advantage of. If Even if it's only once, it's still more damage is more damage in situations we've found that to be critical. Um, I get some more fun spells that I could potentially use if I need to. However, I'm seeing more and more that while some of those spells are really good, more often than not, I would rather have that extra damage against a boss because 5d8 force damage against a boss is a big deal. Yes, it is. And, like I said, I'm having a lot of fun with this class. I'm loving our party. We feel really balanced, really well-rounded, and this is one of the one of the more fun uh, sessions that I've, I've played. And so, once again, thank you, Bob, and I'm looking forward to exciting adventures at level 20 for the first time ever. It's Hope with Nala Grey Whisker, the cat-scythe balanced domain. 
Last game was pretty sad with the boss battle because I ended up uh, dying pretty early. Uh, otherwise, before that, it was really nice to be able to heal, and I was hoping to be alive longer so that way I could do some more powerful heals. But again, I haven't really, I didn't get any new things for level 12 or 16. But going into level 20, I get Equinox from the Balance Domain. This is one times prolonged rest. Uh, when I cast a damage spell, I do the same amount in healing. Or if I heal, I do the same amount in damage. And that's probably like the whole, you know, you do balance in the world. So if you do good, you do bad. If you heal, you do damage. So I'm super excited for that because I have a couple of high level spells that allow me to heal a lot that I can do a lot of damage with. But other than that, there's really not much new. Uh, overall, I think this class is extremely balanced. I've loved it so much, and some of the fun features from being balanced is amazing. A uh, question on that Equinox ability, is that every time, or is it one, per one, one time? time? Long one rest. time, okay. I think I mentioned that. Okay, I just wanted to make Because that was every time, that would be... Yeah, that's oh, what I was, that's that. what I was like, wow. I would love that. <laughs> be as crazy as your, uh, your soul knife or whatever, just shooting off all those points. Now, my, now, I guess I have another question with that kind of related to the, uh, the white mage that I played a few episodes back. Is it limited in that same way where, you know, I had that ability to turn my healing into damage, but I couldn't do it with, you know, a certain level of spell, or, you know, spells that didn't rely on die rolls I couldn't use it with, or is it just any of your healing? Any healing or damage. That's awesome. (laughs) Ten minutes prayer of healing. (laughs) Well, think about the heal spell. That's 70 points right there. That's 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 a 140 point swing. Yeah, that's basically like finger of death or any of those. I mean, base 20 plus, or base 30 plus whatever the roll is. for Alarm 14d6. You have a max of 84 if you rolled 6 on everything. That's insane. But that's also really nice if, you know, you, you're... You need that extra boost to healing or damage. You're no longer, oh, I have to use this spell. You can use any of them, which mm-hmm. that could honestly be nice if you're healing, like, uh, Moonbones. I who, can't with this, because, like, if I would do heal, it wouldn't work, but... Well, no, but you can use, like, your inflict wounds on the yeah. enemy and heal him with oh, yeah. whatever your ability allows you. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that could just... I think that's really nice. That gives more options. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Alright, hey guys, this is Virgil playing Matthias LaCroix, the Dampier, vampiric bloodline sorcerer. Level 16 was... In a, yeah, it was very intense. Uh, that was just a crazy last battle. Um, the 10 pit points are the only thing that kept me from dying. We got really... I got really close to death with that, and those 10 hit points every round were the only things that kept me alive. Um, at level 20, uh, I'm just so excited to play the Sorcerer at level 20. Uh, at level 18, I get the Deathly Charm uh, ability, which I can cast Charm Person without using spell slots. Uh, it changes it to a concentration based, so I just have to maintain concentration on the spell. Uh, and then... When I dis- when I end it, uh, the opponent or whatever creature I use it on has to make a DC to even realize if I charm the person or not. So that's going to be really nice, just an at will charm, and they may not even know that I charmed them. Uh, really help with situations because I know a lot of the spells they'll realize and then turn hostile toward you. This almost negates that. Uh, 
Because of that, I can now get rid of the Charm Person spell I had and get Mage Armor. Yay, I have more than 10, 10 AC. Um, my temp hit points are going up again. Uh, it's equal to half my level, so now I get 10 temporary hit points uh, at the start of all my turns. I have four metamagic points, um, or four metamagic skills. The bat form at level 14 was nice. Uh, it helped with mobility flying around. Uh, other than that, it, it's a cool mobility if ability I really liked, but other than that, I don't see a lot of big use for it. Um, so level 20, yeah, I got lots of spells. I'm hoping to do a lot of damage, a lot of crowd control, uh, really just dominate the field. All right, go ahead, Brayden. Hello, everybody. It is Brayden once again, and I'm playing Moonbones, the Awakened Undead Sculptor. First, I'd like to thank... Uh, you guys for having me on. I've had a lot of fun. This uh, has been some of the most fun I've had playing D&D. &D. And uh, I'm super excited to try out that 20th level character, which I've never had the chance to do in the past. <laughs> um, last last week, I, well, Moonbones managed to improve on his shield bashing yet again, and I don't think there were many instances where at the end of his turn there was a person left standing. Uh, he... <laughs> He fairly well ran around and just shoved everyone to the ground. Uh, a limitation of the class I see may only be due to my build, uh, and that would be the Artisai. That's from the last week that I unlocked at level 16. Um, Artisai, which would grant me... Uh, that would grant me a critical range of 19 or 20 on a single target, and then advantage on the investigation, nature, insight checks related to them. Um, because of my spell list and my different uh, things that I actually use for my bonus action, I have probably six or seven different things I can do for my bonus action. Um, I didn't really see that being useful in combat, so I only ended up really using it for roleplay, which I assume it sort of is mainly uh, tailored towards. Uh, a huge boon for me would definitely have been the mobile feat, which added an extra sort of ability for me to get in and out of combat um, without provoking attacks of opportunity, which I don't think came up that often because most of the people who would attack me were on their ass anyway. <laughs> um, I didn't get to use my Pegasus. I completely forgot about the Pegasus after oh. the first, like... After, after we flew. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, oh, I can use this. Oh, and he's gone now. <laughs> but uh, he's still around. He doesn't disappear till he dies, so I'm sure I can communicate with him and he'll be along for the adventure. Um, the improved impromptu battlements feature was awesome. I liked not having to give up my shield and still be able to continue with the battle. Uh, putting down that wall and then being able to hide behind it while some of those potent spells were coming at me was uh, very handy. And as well as giving that cover for my allies was a bit of a boon in that combat. Unfortunately, uh, Nala ended up dying which was sad, and I don't have the healing capabilities to bring her back from a pile of ashes. So that's definitely that I, something I'm upset about, but uh, it's not something the class is really tailored towards. Uh, the class honestly seems super balanced. Uh, I know Ross is going to be listening to this uh, podcast, so well done to you, Ross. You've made a very well-balanced class, and it's uh, awesome and super fun to play. 
Um, the changes coming up to 20th level. I get my 5th level spell casting now. I've got two more spells, Banishing Smite and Destructive Wave, which I'm excited to uh, showcase a little, uh, as well as the Master Sculptor feature, which will allow me to cast Spiritual Weapon at 6th level. That's another um, use for my bonus action that I'm not sure whether I'll get much use out of, but it'll be a lot of damage. I think my class is the build I've come up with is more tailored towards knocking people down, and so I don't think the Master Sculptor fe uh, feature is going to give me that much of a boost. As well as the Mana Armory, which is intense. At 20th level, I can use an action, and any number of creatures within 30 feet of me uh, that I choose gain for one minute a copy of my shape weapon. They have access to my battle sculpts first, sixth, eleventh level, and eleventh level features as long as they are wielding the weapon. And I get to choose what damage type they do for each weapon. So I'm not sure exactly the math of that, but a 30 by 30 number of medium creatures, probably, yeah, a fair amount of creatures are going to be able to take uh, advantage of my sculptor abilities. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this. I've got the tough feet as well, which will give me another. 40 points of, um, 40 hit points, and that'll bring me up to a whopping 204 HP. That is awesome. That will that definitely has. come in handy. Mm. Alright. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if Nala will be able to benefit from my mana armory. Uh, you won't really be using weapons, will you? Not really, no. She does have the bow with silver arrows that she can mm. use. That is true. Yeah. Matthias and all that, so hopefully definitely going to be getting main use out of that. Mm -hmm. All right. We will go ahead and get started then. I believe everybody, you guys agreed you're with the Lord's Alliance, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. You guys would have been approached by um, one of your faction leaders. This is a completely different storyline for those that are listening. From the Tales of the Yawning Portal storyline instead of Rage of Demons like we were doing before, but we will go ahead and pretend because... Pretend... You would have been approached by one of your faction leaders and told that an unnatural storm that is absolutely humongous in size, it takes up a good share of the desert. So some sort of strange supernatural storm is cutting through the desert and should it come to a civilized area, it would be horrific. You would also have a little bit of insider information that it is a main trade road, so this um, is happening around the Black Road, which is a main trade road, um, controlled by the Zents, the Zentarim. You know that all the factions sent in agents in order to try and take care of this. So, we'll go ahead and get started. Before we do anything, uh, at level 19 I took the Inspiring Leader feat. Also, awesome. everyone gets 25 temporary hit points. Yay! Oh, wow. So many combo points I have. That's where I put my combo points. That puts me up to, see, with temporary hit points, 189. Awesome. I am still not. <laughs> All right. I'm not a tramp barbarian. Yes. I got 187 quite. that way. All right. We will go ahead and, uh, like I said, pick up from there. As you guys know, this is a bit of a time crunch as the storm is slowly encroaching its way, you believe, or the Lord's Alliance believes, is slowly starting to um, spread out and encroach. A heavy storm rages just north of where you stand. 
Sand scours everything and blue lightning races across the sky, striking the sand, leaving strange structures of glass that vaguely look like an eye. Standing near the edge of a seemingly never-ending storm, a small camp has been erected made of various members of the factions who've attempted to enter the storm, as well as Datare, local desert traders. Dionys is a man of tanned, leathery skin and a local Zentarim agent responsible for the section of the Black Road and has shown you around the camp. So, um... Dizonis, uh, Dizonis, whatever, uh, is an agent who has kind of... He's kind of the organizer for a lot of this. And he, um... Each of the five factions have sent agents into the storm, but all of them have been rebuffed. Most became lost and came out of the storm completely disoriented. Uh, some were literally blown to the edge of the storm by forceful winds. A few claim to have seen a huge face in the storm. You know also that at the center of the storm lies an ancient ruin that is barely more than dust and rocks. The only exception is a giant archway that stands over 40 feet tall. And the storm has been in the area for several years, but has stayed isolated into the rooms. Three weeks ago, the storm started growing larger and larger and larger and becoming much more violent. I could fly up on my Pegasus and see if there is an eye to this storm that we could fly down through, because flying is our specialty, apparently. Okay. Yeah, you guys take you take to the air, uh, shooting up into the sky, and you climb and climb and climb higher and higher and higher, and you see that the storm is exactly centered in this um, over these rooms. It, it is just a wall of crazy blowing wind and sand uh, over the entire area. So there isn't a sort of eye to the storm where it clears off a little bit? No, not not that you can tell without getting much, much closer. This storm is is extremely large. Um, you think that if you were to walk over land, it would take you more than an hour to get there. All right, I'll come down and relay that information to my friends. Um, Bob? Yes? Would I be able to counteract the effects any with control winds. You may be able to help at least yourself get through it, but you don't believe you believe that since this is supernatural in nature, you would not be able to just stop the winds because these winds do have magic with them. Uh, they blow like even just getting kind of talking to some of the other people there. Um, the winds blow strong enough that it's like impossible to light a fire. You can't hear anything beyond ten feet. Um, everything is obscured with flying sand uh, 10 feet out. Anything beyond 30 feet is completely nothing. Like, you can't see further than 30 feet ahead of you at any time. <coughs> so, and the sand is ever-shifting, drifting, and creating dunes and, and pits and everything around you, so it is extremely difficult terrain as well. We don't need to necessarily worry about that, because I can control the weather. Oh. Okay. What spell slot level is that? That's my, uh, eighth, or, yeah, I think that's my eighth level one. Okay. I like thinking outside the box. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, if you were to cast that, it would cut down the travel time by a fairly significant amount. So you could, you, you would not stop the storm, but you could try and, try and work around it a little bit. So it would make it so that you could pass through. That's a concentration spell. It'll last up to eight hours. Okay. All right. So uh, what would you guys like to do from here? You're casting that spell. Do you want to talk to any of the locals, do anything before you go? What would you guys like to do? 
Because you're still in this camp for right now. I think the more information that we have, the better off we'll be. Indeed. Alright, so you guys walk among some of the local Dataric, the local traders there, and um, you run into a shog. Uh, a short, four-foot-tall human goat trader. He wears white robes. Um, he kind of talks to you guys a little bit. He sees that you appear to be an adventuring party of some renown, obviously, because at this point you're decked out level 20. Rah! So um, he would kind of approach you guys, and he would tell you that the, the Tatarig are nomadic herders. Uh, mostly they are also traders, um, generally with goats and sheep. Whenever they go anywhere near the runes before the storm happened, obviously, they would leave a large offering of goat cheese and cactus fruit to the gods who dwell there. And he believes that that's part of the reason why the storm is going on is because um, the, not enough offerings have been left, obviously. You'd also learn that 50 years ago, a giant storm raged over the land, causing everybody to take shelter. Back then, there was more to the runes, and his father actually took shelter in them. Uh, during the storm, a great bolt of lightning hit the arch, causing a shimmering light to emerge from the center of the archway, then take up the entire opening. As the light faded, a great room and hallway could be seen on the inside of it. And there was a man there, but he was 30 foot tall. And then all of a sudden, the next flash of light, it was all gone. Other than that, you know that all the other factions have got representatives here. And he's also seen a bunch of drow in the area, which is absolutely nuts. Um, I mean, drow don't come above land to this. They left about a year ago, or about a day ago, and he recently spotted a whole contingent of them entering the storm about a day ago. Hmm. What are these drow? I'm from Dark elves. I'm from yes, sir. Dark elves. They appear to have been very much popularized by a, a fantasy series that came out a little bit ago. Fair enough. <laughs> I still don't... That doesn't tell me much other than... Now I'm just expecting, like... Elves like we've seen before, but like really, really dark skinned. Yes. Otherwise, exactly the same. <laughs> Wonderful misconception. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right. So, is there anything else you guys would like to do real quick before you leave? Did you say there are statues of eyes? Um, when the when the lightning struck the ground in various places, these fulgurites are formed, uh, glass from the sand, and they all seem to be in the weird shape of an eye. It vaguely looks like an eye, where it strikes the ground. Um, can this trader that we're talking to give us kind of a general direction-ish? Nothing solid because the storm is going to wreak havoc with our sense of direction but kind of an idea as to where this archway is. Yeah, uh, he basically just points straight into the thickest part of the storm. Where it gets darkest is where it where you go. And um, Brayden did fly up, so he would have a little, a very, a better sense of direction than some of the others. So I will actually give you guys a sur uh, advantage on the navigation survival checks <laughs> for those that need to. By the way, did anyone use my potions that my disintegrated body left behind? No. Okay. All right, so what would you guys like to try to do? You're already controlling the weather, obviously. Are there any other preparatory things you guys would like to do? Buy all of the healing potions they have. <laughs> I will let you guys get two healing potions each. All right, so that's Do you doubt my skills? Oh, oh No, snap. you can't throw that back in my face. Not when you were the one that died, though. <laughs> this is a in case of emergency potion. Yes, yeah, think I'm gonna die again. Oh, no okay. faith in me. 
All right. Not true. As you guys prepare to head into the storm, a massive boom of thunder erupts, and lightning bolts from a dozen directions strike down into the center of the storm. The winds become more violent, and the sandstorm explodes outwards, tearing tents from their stakes and frightening Datarig herders. Something has changed in the storm. Time is of the essence. Slightly less than that. Correct, yes. This is without <laughs> any of that. It says to change this because you guys are the appropriate level that you can pretty much just screw with everything the DM has planned. So, pretty much. you guys are able to control weather just enough to get about half of that storm out of the way. So, I will allow you guys um, one of three effects. Either you keep your normal speed, you do not take damage from the blowing sands, or you have advantage on your navigation checks. How much damage from sand? And what kind of damage is it? Um, the sand would be, you think probably it's like slashing type damage because it's, it's basically a giant wall of sandpaper is going to scratch apart across your entire body. Stone skin. Okay. Blade ward. Question, okay. is the sand a, me- a weapon attack? Uh, it is a saving throw constitution, so no, it does not count as an attack. Okay. So I don't do good with con. Um, I think being able to navigate is more important than anything else personally. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Alright, so we will go I, ahead. Yes. I think it'd be a good idea to maybe tie ourselves together, or at least have a rope handy to hold onto so we don't get separated. I've still got my explorer pack from the very beginning of the game that has rope in it. Yay! <laughs> All of you have, uh, like, cobwebs within these packs because they have yet to be used in your entire lifetimes. And I'm going to tie myself pretty much to, like, Moonbones because I haven't dropped on his shoulders yet. Baby Bjorn! Yeah. You're riding on the front, the little sling kind of thing. And I also have a slower speed than everyone else, so that way I can just kind of ride on someone and not be even more deterred by it. All right. We will go ahead and... Go on my rip page if you want. <gasps> yes! Rattle, 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 rattle. Oh my gosh, okay, it's totally full metal alchemist, but I don't care, I'm gonna rip it. You remember when Alphon sticks the cat yes. inside his armor? <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, we're all anime nerds here. Okay, um, we will go ahead and go with this. I so broke her. I know, I think I broke her too. She is like vibrating in excitement. <laughs> all right. Um, we will go ahead and go from there. As you guys move through this desert, the sandstorm rips around you. You are able to kind of clear enough of it directly in front that you can see where you are going. So the first 20 minutes, um, you guys must uh, make a saving throw, a strength saving throw as a group. So I need at least two passes. Got a 16. I need a 20. <gasps> Ooh. Can I add athletics to that? Yes, you can. Athletics if you have. Four. All right. Dude, oh. nice. What was that, Braden? Two then. Okay. Uh, 22. Okay. Uh, two and two. I'm going to go ahead and call that enough because it says at least half, and that is half. So you guys are able to fight your way through this storm. Hope, I guess you wouldn't have to if you're inside his armor and not doing anything. So, um... Two is more than three, so that are, uh, you know, that's more than half of three, so you guys are able to make your way 20 minutes through the storm battling this uh, without any effects of exhaustion. In the second 20 minutes of fighting against this storm, you guys need to make a survival check to or become lost. You guys have advantage on this one because you did um, 
make it through, and I only need one success from whoever wants to navigate. Does that have What's to be a 20? Uh, yes, DC 20 survival check. So does somebody get higher than a 20? Ooh, yeah. I did, actually. All right. Well, from within the armor, of course, you're not getting oh. battered by the storm. You can just kind of keep track of where you're going. There's space between the ribs. All right. You guys are able to continue on your way without getting lost. The final 40 minutes of the storm, I need DC 20 constitution saving throws as you are buffeted by sands. Nat 20. All right. 22. Look, I had a nat 1 and a nat Yes! Another nat 20. All right. Okay, anybody that rolled less than a 20 takes 55 slashing damage, half on a save. So that would be 27 points of slashing damage. There goes my 10, or my 25 10 hit points. What's half of you, that? Half of that, uh, half of, let's see, uh, I said 27, right? So half of 27 would be... Um, 14. Yes, 14, thank you. 13, round down. 13, thank you, round stone down. skin. Awesome. And anybody that failed gains one level of exhaustion. All right. Let's see. Do I have enough time to apply a band-aid to Matthews? 27? Yeah. We all took 27 points? Yep, 27 on uh, if you succeeded, and then half of that for my gun. So oh, everyone should only succeeded. take two points because I had 25 temp hit points to everybody. Yep. yep. Oh, that's right. Yep. All right, and anybody that failed, like I said, takes the um, level of exhaustion. Does anybody have that who failed? Nobody. Awesome. Okay. This is awesome. You guys had zero setbacks this one. I've got to record how many setbacks you guys have in this entire thing because, like I said, time is of the essence. All right. Also, after 40 minutes of travel through the sandstorm, the party comes across the remains of the drow contingent. Half a dozen drow seem to have with mangled bodies caused by being smashed against rocks, struck by lightning, and having their skin sour scoured away by sand. Their equipment is similarly sandblasted and destroyed by lightning or smashed against the rocks and is all but useless. However, you guys have a passive perception of higher than 20. You guys are able to find a potion of speed and a scroll of project image. I have a passive perception of 23. There you go. Mine's only 21. Uh, does anybody want to give me a religion check real quick on the medallion that you find within the drow's hand? If it's higher than a 15, let me know. Natural 20. All right. You, as a matter of fact, uh, because the drow are also uh, elves, you would know of this deity. This is the holy symbol of Kiranaseli. The Revenancer, the drow goddess of vengeance and undeath. So definitely not great. Interesting. Are any drow deities really that great? No, that is very true. They're all terrible, terrible deities. Hey, they try. Yes. (laughs) All right. Pushing through the storm, you feel its power wane. Sand still blows and lightning still strikes nearby, yet the wind and grit are tolerable. Suddenly, before you is a giant arch made of stone some 40 feet high. Surrounding the arch are the remains of more drow, as well as a strange malformed beast-headed ogre-sized creature with four arms with wicked claws, purple-black skin, and white hair. A number of lightning strikes hit the sand near you, this time leaving large shapes that resemble not only eyes, but also a nose, a mouth, all made of glass and sand. The giant glass face begins moving and speaking. 
I am Dessa, storm giant keeper of this archway to the old tomb of Astoria. I have failed once, but I will not fail again! Lightning strikes the ground near you, a little too close for comfort. Go ahead, um, give me... Let's see. Or what would you guys like to do? You see this glass fulgurite face made of different pieces. What did you apparently fail? I have failed! The drow got through into the arch and have invaded Astoria! So you've got a pest problem. Yes, I will slay them all should they return! Would you rather we just slay them before they return? Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Oh wait, no, uh, mentioning that you wish to stop the drow is an automatic success. So she calms down just a little bit. Um, she's still pretty violent, but she calms down and says, Yes! Should you remove the threat, I will impart my power to you. I will not fail as I have failed before. How do we get to this place where they have where they have infiltrated? Cross through the arch. I shall open a portal to the temple to let you in. But I warn you now, do not loot the crypt within. I will not tolerate such insolence. You have my word. I'm good with... I'm hoping that killing these things is a good thing. Yes. Okay. Killing drow is always, well, usually a good thing. Except for if it's Drizzt, then you'll kill an entire franchise, and there are a lot of people depending on that money. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Plus, That's... plus, plus, this is, yes, plus this is D&D. If we kill off a major character for Wizards of the Coast, I'm pretty sure they're going to be pissed. I saw that Ack Inc. Uh, adventure where they stole the panther and the blades and all that, and I, I don't even want to know what happened with that. Chris Perkins, poor man. <laughs> Fair enough, so don't kill this drizzed guy. <laughs> but other than that, down with a drow. All right, let's do this. All right, if there's no further ado, she opens up a portal into the next area. So once again, amazing job, incurring zero setbacks. Stepping through the archway, you enter into a great welcoming hall, watched over by the statue of Strongmoss, the storm giant god. Strongmoss's head is held back in laughter, and his arms are open and outstretched. The statue has wall-sized plaque written in giant. Who reads it? Anybody? No. Crap written in giant that nobody can read. Does anybody have comprehend language? <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> From... Oh, yeah, you guys wouldn't be able to read a crap. Okay. Um, from the portal room, other great halls can be seen left, right, and straight ahead, each separated by an archway. Above the archways are the following plaques. These do not specify what language they're in, so I'm just going to assume common, so I don't screw you guys completely. So, above these archways are the following plaques. To the east, Hall of Portent, where Strongmoss speaks. Heed the omen as you see it. To the west, Hall of Mirth. Receive the joyful signs of Strongmoss and let only Anum's children see your true face. And to the north, Hall of Honor. Watch for the presage of Anum's return and prepare. Several sets of footsteps can be heard or can be seen disturbing the dust in different directions, as well as a number of clawed prints. What would you guys like to do? Should we uh, go into one of these uh, holes? Correct. First, go ahead. Uh, anybody that wants to, give me a survival or investigation check on the prints. Though I'm pretty sure you guys know exactly what this is. Um, that is a 17 survival. 
Okay. You guys are able to identify that there are six sets of large of uh, drow footprints, one large set of giant-sized footprints, and another strange clawed set of footprints that you're not sure about. And they look reminiscent of that strange creature you saw outside of the archway with the fur and all that kind of crap. So what would you guys like to do from here? I suppose we just take the rooms one at a time. That's what I'd do. Make sure we reread the plaque before we enter each room. Mm-hmm. Start on the left. <laughs> okay, starting from the left. All right, would be the Hall of Portent. When Stronma speaks, heed the omen as you see it. The Great Hall has several giant-sized stone benches and chairs scattered about the hall. Floating in the air are numerous glowing images that flit in and out of existence. The images include the flock of birds, animals crossing a stream, clouds, the rising sun, shooting stars, a burning tree, lightning, crashing waves, a waterfall, and a multitude of other natural phenomena. As you guys enter into the Hall of Portent, I need DC 20 wisdom saving throws from all of you. 29. 21. 21. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, Anybody less than 20? 19. (laughs) What did you roll? An 18 plus (laughs) 1. Yep, unfortunately. All right, so... All characters in the hall that fail that saving throw become incapacitated for 20 minutes. Um, you guys are overwhelmed by the intrinsic meaning, meaning of the natural phenomenon you are witnessing around you, and you are incapacitated for 20 minutes during which. Um, hope you passed, correct? Yeah. You're pretty sure that you can probably cure it with greater restoration if you have it? I do. Okay. Would you like to try and catch it on them? Well, if it definitely works, I'll do it on both. Okay, yes, you cast it on whichever one first, and they are snapped out of it. The uh, other one, uh, you cast it again, and they once again snap out. Um, Does that work on undead? Huh? Can you use cat? Oh, yeah, on undead? That's a good point. Or hunter? I certainly hope so. I don't want to be that guy, but I want to make sure that we don't get yelled at on the internet. Yes. Of course. Boom, you a creature. It works? Yeah. Yay! You have been saved. Excellent. You're welcome. Okay. So you guys, after casting that, you do not receive any setbacks from this room. So, um, yeah, at this point, um, you are just looking around at all the numerous glowing images. And while they are fairly overwhelming, they are not so overwhelming that you are unable to to function. You are able to just kind of see them for what they are. Yeah, so after you guys do that, um, you the signs be the meaning of the signs shown, the natural phenomena become clear. Alright, um, go ahead and since you guys the two that passed that, give me a uh, DC fifteen insight check on the two that passed the save. Seventeen. Nineteen. Okay, both of you gain one luck point, which you can use to reroll any attack or saving throw made by yourselves or any other creep character after a roll is made, but the result is known. So you you have to keep this roll no matter what. And I can give it to anyone? Yep. Okay. Yep, you can give it to whoever you want. All right, uh, so you guys passed into this room. There's nothing else in this room. Uh, you guys want to check one of the others? Can I use the lantern of revealing just to make sure? Nothing yep. invisible? You do not see anything, no. The occasional ghost or whatever flitters by, but nothing of, nothing okay. significant. 
Okay, good. Alright, do you guys want to go to the Hall of Honor or the Hall of Mirth next? Whichever one is when we walk out directly to the left. That would be the exit. So, the original <laughs> left would be the Hall of Mirth. Okay, that way. Well, I guess that's all there is. We're leaving. Yep. Alright, <laughs> thanks everybody. Say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. We tried. All right. <laughs> the Great Hall is lined with giant-sized masks. What does the, the sign say? Huh? What does the sign say? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, Hall of Mirth. Receive the joyful signs of Strongmoss and let only Anam's children see uh, our true face. So you guys would know um, Anam is uh, another, is the all-father kind of of giants. The father of giants' mysterious god left his children after the fall of Austeria, swearing never to regard the giants again until they returned Austeria to its past prominence. So should we like, be wearing disguises? Put on my goggles, kind of pull my shirt up so it covers my mouth, and we're, we're disguising ourselves because it's the black. Okay, so... I'm just going to polymorph myself into a mat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm using my tail. Making a fake mustache. Ooh, I like that. And I'll turn my hat backwards and pull it down. I'm gonna cut a perfect, like, Lego Man hair from my blanket and then use wax to sort of stick it to the top of my head. And I uh, draw a face on the back of my head and I turn my skull around. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Alright. So, um, as you guys enter, this great hall is lined with giant-sized masks. In the dust on the floor is a single set of drow-sized footprints. The footprints stop in the middle of the room. There are no returning footprints. Since none of you, since you guys can't read giant, it doesn't matter from the original sign. So I need a DC 18 dexterity saving throw. Oh, this is not going to turn out well. No, it will not. 18? Yes. Oh, you lucky son. Oh, that is awesome. It's a 21. Hey, who oh, got sorry, less 19. than an 18? Well, oh, I guess it, Okay, anybody that got less than an 18 takes 97 points of force damage. Half of that if they succeed. So that is uh, 48 points on a success. How much? 97 on a fail, 46 on a save. That hurts. Um, I will use my Step of Healing to do Mass Cure Wounds. Uh, hold on. I don't think that works on you, Brayden. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, after that pretty happens, there's say, nothing else in this room. Pretty much to say that my bat form didn't last very long. <laughs> Alright. Are you still at the health before you were a bat? Or? No, I dropped... Well, my bat died because it has 1 HP. And then I go back to normal. And then... Take the rest of that. We all get take 20 the rest points. Of we get 20 points. 20 points? Yeah. Oops, a little better. How long will it take us to get to the next room? Because I could start my aura of vitality and split up 20d6 over the span of a minute. Uh, it's maybe 100 feet from where you're currently standing to go out back to the main room and up to the Hall of Honor. We can drag our feet a little bit. Yeah, because if I have ten minutes, I can cast Prayer of Healing, too. Well, if we do that, we can take a short rest. And yeah. You guys want to take a short rest before you enter the next room? I think so. Alright. Okay. Okay. you guys. I don't, I'm not going to last very long if we do anything like we had last time. Okay. Uh, with the short rest, I'm going to do Inspiring Leader again, so we get 25 10 hit points. We all get 14 HP, including you, Brayden. Thank you. 
Okay, that puts me actually perfectly back up to full at 14. Ooh, that is nice. So, I don't... I like having people who heal me and I don't have to spend hit die. I spend 10 of my hit die and I get back up with only 23 hit points uh, underneath my max. Oh, that, oh, I thought you were going to say with only 23 and I was like, oh my goodness, no! <laughs> I'm not at full, but I'll be alright. <laughs> alright, so would you guys like to move on to the next room then? I expect so. Hold right. on, I might need a couple more things. Okay, I'm good. I'm back up to full. Hall of Honor. Watch the presage of Anam's return and prepare. Beyond the arch, the east and west walls of this great hall are lined with three 50-foot-tall statues of storm giant champions of Austeria. Each statue has a plaque that states the champion's name in a litany of deeds in the service of Austeria. On the northern wall, two gargantuan double doors stand closed. You guys enter the room? Yes. <laughs> All right. Very apprehensive. I love it. I need a DC 20 strength or dexterity saving throw. Uh, I also need a DC 20 wisdom save immediately after that. Can I apply athletics? Uh, yes, you can. Is the luck uh, No, this is a saving throw. Is um, luck before you roll or after? Uh, after. So, DC 20, and you can apply it if you'd like. I'm going to use my luck point to re-roll that. Okay. So, I passed the wisdom. What was the DC for the other? 20, dexterity, or uh, strength. Nope. That's so only 16. You, okay. If you failed the strength or dexterity save, you take 55 bludgeoning damage, half on a save. If you failed the wisdom save, um, you are frightened by any giants you see. This condition lasts until effect until the affected creature finishes a long rest. Great, I'm frightened by giants, too. So how many points damage? Wait, yeah, because that's... Uh, 55 on a success, half on a fail. So that would be 27. On a fail. With lesser restoration, cure frightened. Ooh, yes, lesser if you, would... If you fail wisdom, you are terrified of, or you are frightened of giants. Uh, Lesser says the condition can be blinded, deafened, yeah. paralyzed, or poisoned. Oh, then yeah, greater would do it. Lesser. That's what I was going to do, but... Yeah, lesser. Is there anything else that would... Edwin's going to cuddle you, see if that helps. Nope. Alright, what would you guys like to do from here? There are a set of colossal double doors in front of you. They are not locked, but you do believe that they will take a combined strength of over 40 to attempt to open them. So I'm sure you guys, between you guys, have a total of over 40. And then I'll just need a successful DC 20 athletics group check to open the doors. So you guys roll all your athletics together, a combined total of 20. That's 14. 25. Okay, yeah, that's that's enough. You guys are able you to... Go away! Nobody likes you. <laughs> Talking to your dice, not yes. not, not uh, Brayden. All right. No, everybody loves Brayden. Yes. As the colossal doors inch open, the sound of muffled chanting can be heard from below. Giant-sized stairs lead down to a heptagonal chamber. 
in which a coterie of drow priests flanked by a drow lich and archmages and surrounded by a cloud of blue necromantic energy cast a ritual. Stairs lead to stone archways from six faces of the seven-sided room into six smaller chambers, each of which holds an ancient Austerian stone giant honor guard laying in state atop a room-covered stone slab. As the energy from the ritual spreads, the six storm giant chambers, arcane sparks erupt as ancient wards are shattered. Blue necromantic energy envelops a giant. Moments later, her eyes open in life, followed by an obviously painful spasm as the blue energy turns black, draining her of her newfound life and replacing it with a necromantic semblance of life. The stream of necromantic energy moves to the other archways, and more arcane protective wards can be seen breaking under the magical onslaught, followed by the giants being brought back to life. As you take in the scene before you, you realize there is little sound erupting from the magically charged chamber. Suddenly, the stairway and archway opening to the chamber are enveloped in darkness. So... I'll do greater restoration on Audax. You're not frightened anymore. Okay, Audax, no you are no longer frightened. No one that needs greater restoration because I don't have any more. I, I am also... Yeah, he's also frightened. Fudge! All right. So we'll go ahead and... Uh, yeah, you're playing too? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I guys. I would have had to roll a 19 to pass. Uh, All right, everybody roll me initiative and we'll get started. I'm doing this alone. I'm helping. Yeah, we can still ahead. attack. We're just frightened of them. You can't move closer to them and you have disadvantage on attacks. All right, 20 plus. 20! I finally did it! All right. Uh, 20. Yeah, I'm 20 as well. All right, who has the higher decks? I'm plus one. Yeah, I don't have anything. Okay. Uh, 14 to 10, they rolled an 11. Uh, 17. Uh, oh, Verdi, you got a 17? Okay, sorry. Yeah, you never asked for that one. Oh, 20 to 15. Okay, oh, yeah, sorry. Right. Uh, okay, 14 to 10. Oh, what did you get? Four. Four. Okay. Bring up the rear. No shame. All right, we will go ahead and we shall start. So... That crazy jumbling bit of words. Um, what you saw immediately before all of this went down and everything went black from the same darkness spell that you've been hit with before. You guys saw there were four drow priests all around this uh, central chamber casting a spell. Protecting the priests are a drow archmage, a drow lich, a dregloth, and a storm giant zombie that you saw awaken right before everything went black. Audax. Um, well, seeing as how I'm the only real combatant that isn't terrified of storm giant, or of giants, I suppose I will uh, do my best to go lay into this zombie. Okay, so you try to run down the stairs? If, if we're seeing them, like, I'm, I'm moving down the... Actually, how far away would it be? Uh, you're not sure. Uh, the uh, you are covered in a currently uh, you are covered in a giant ass bubble of darkness. Well, then if so, I don't know what's down there, I'm going to I'm going to move down the stairs carefully, uh, feeling my way so I don't bust my face open at the bottom. Okay. All the while, I think do I want to? I'll just I'll just move down the stairs carefully to the bottom. Right. You move down twenty feet. 
and you slam into a wall um, just towards the end of that wall and as you, or the end of that black globe and right as you get outside of that you are blasted in the eyes with bright light uh, from this wall. It is absolutely blinding. I need a constitution saving throw. That is a 22. That is more than enough to resist um, the effects, but it is extremely bright. Red light emanates from this wall. I'm trying to decide if I want to be stealthy about it, or you can holler at my friends to warn them about bright red wall of blinding fury. Um, guys, there's a bright red wall down here. Because I, I don't know if there's anything past it. Okay. Uh, wait, let me, let me see here. Sorry, this is a spell prismatic wall. Yeah. Uh, so you would have stopped immediately upon seeing that bright light. You can attempt to run through it if you would like, but uh, I would not suggest it. You can destroy the wall, though, one layer at a time if you so choose. How many layers? Seven. But guys, there's a wall of angry... Can we go around the wall? Or is the wall from, like... It completely cuts off. It is It, it is uh, completely oh, cutting it off right okay. there on the map. So you at the bottom of the staircase, it separates it. So once I get down, um, I guess I will tentatively... If I'm looking around, I'm not seeing any other way through the wall. Nope. Um, I'd smack it with my sword. Okay, uh, what kind of damage does your sword deal? Slashing. Okay, do you want to give me our arcana check real quick to see if you know anything about this spell? <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing about this spell. It's pretty... You slash at it, absolutely nothing happens. I can try to spell magic. Well, once you get down here, you're more than welcome yeah, to try. I don't know if it's a magic wall or a pretty wall or a fury crafting wall. Okay, on then to Moonbones. So I will step forward out of the darkness. Am I able to step forward if I know there's a zombie giant? Uh, you are able to get all the way to the prismatic wall, but then you would need to uh, make a constitution save or be blinded by the light. Am I just at the top of the stairs currently, sir? Yes, you are at the top of the stairs. Uh, there's a globe of darkness centered on you. So you just have to get out of the and darkness before you can see the wall. Yep. Uh, okay. And is the wall obscuring my vision from the ground? And the... I didn't see anything beyond the wall, otherwise I might not have hollered. Yep. Uh, so you would see on the other side everything there, and you would see the uh, zombie storm giant. Which, thanks to her last greater restoration, I'm no longer terrified of. Okay. But yes, upon exiting that and standing in front of the wall, you would no longer be able to move forward after seeing that zombie. I'm terrified. Uh, how far away are they from us? Uh, the map is really ambiguous, but I'm going to say about 50 or 60 feet from the center of the room, and they're all kind of scattered around that area. Okay. And which of the uh, people there looks the most threatening to me? Uh, definitely the zombie first, um, and then the priest, you can tell, are the ones still continuing this ritual. Both the Lich and the Archmage are equally dangerous, and the Dregoloth, you guys have never encountered before. Okay. I will cast Banishment on the um, zombie giant. Okay, let me see here. Um, spells cannot be cast through the wall once it hits the sixth layer. Uh, damn. So I extend a spell slot? 
Um, I'm going to say that since you would have had to have that like line of sight kind of a thing for it uh, and be able to do that, no. Uh, you would not have expended it. You would attempt to cast a spell, but nothing would happen. Okay. Uh, I will move down next to Odax then and just ready to go through once... Oh, wait, I can't move down. I'll stay, I'll stay exactly right. <laughs> well, you can. You just Once you see the giant, you won't be able to move any closer to it until it's gone. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, on then to Matthias. Uh, I'll go down the steps okay. up to the... Okay, wall. can't save to be blinded. Uh, that's a... Uh, what's the save? Uh, the save is 17. Okay, no, I got a 15. Okay, uh, yep, you are definitely not enjoying that, that, so you are blinded. For how long? Um, for one minute. But, um, you can still, you would run into that wall, um, seeing it immediately, you can give me an arcana check to try and understand what it is. 22. You know that it's a prismatic wall, you know the layers have to be taken down one at a time, um, and you know which each of those layers need to be destroyed. Okay, I would say what I would tell out what it was to everybody. Okay, sequentially you would know that the first wall needs to be taken down by cold damage. It is a wall of flame. Oh, in that case, uh do I since I saw what it was, then I'm just gonna cast I don't have to aim for it, I'm just gonna cast Ray of Frost at the wall. And you shoot moonbones in the back of the head. Yep. <laughs> okay, you shoot it, roll the damage. Uh, 19 points of damage. It almost brings the wall down, but not quite. Very, very close. We then move on to the enemies. Alright, now for the real fun to begin. The storm giant immediately uh, to the left of the um, staircase, you guys couldn't see it, but um, you would hear the groan as the storm giant turns into a death giant. So it is animated from just a simple zombie-like creature into a living embodiment of necrotic evil. Alright, then we have all of the enemies. Unfortunately, um, let me see, I don't believe any spells can get through. Um, you can designate creatures you designate at the time. You cast a spell, can pass through and remain near the wall without being harmed. Um, but it doesn't say that spells can get through it, so they are just kind of hanging out here. So the two mages um, do not uh, do anything at this point. They just kind of hang out. The giants approach the wall, but do not do anything else. And uh, the Dregoloth... Uh, does kind of the exact same thing and just kind of hangs out. Uh, everybody's just waiting to see what is going to happen. Alright, we move on then to... Oh, the ritual priests continue their rituals. So we move on to Nala. So Matthias will be able to see again by his turn, right? So it'll be one minute? Uh, no, one minute is ten oh. rounds. Oh, it's ten rounds? Okay, then I cast Lesser Restoration on you. Okay. Okay, uh, so you moved all the way down to the bottom of the wall? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and give me the con save. That is an unnatural 20. Alright, you are fine and unblended. Okay, so Virgil, you are no longer blinded. Uh, we then move on to Audax. I need another constitution saving throw. Well, poop. You are blinded. What yeah, would you like to do? Anything or just hang it's out? Last my step. I'm gonna hold my action. Okay, for the first wall of fall. Uh, Virgil, you would go ahead and tell them because you told everybody uh, what happens. First layer, cold damage takes it down. The second layer, strong wind takes it out. 
The third level, third layer, force damage takes it out. Fourth level, pass wall spell or another spell equal or greater to the level can open that can order open a portal on a solid surface destroys that layer. Um, let's see. The fifth layer is fire damage. The sixth layer, um, daylight spell or something similar. And the seventh level layer, dispel magic or something similar that in spells can reduce. It. I'm gonna so so, we, spells so spells. a dispel magic won't break all the walls. It will break a single layer only. It is even unaffected by an anti magic field. God. The only thing that can really destroy it is a rod of cancellation. I a main burns that jumps through. And probably does. Uh, in a heartbeat, yeah. The first five layers all do, do 10d6 damage. Hmm. Each. Each of different types. I can take out the wind wall. I can do cold, fire. I can also do fire as fire breath. Honestly, if you don't want to waste potions or spell slots, I've got a friend who can help us. Go for it. I have a bunch of cantrips. There's daylight, I can use dawn, and then summons to spell, but those are both kind of higher level. I mean, for me to use my wind, it's going to take me a massive... Well, no, I can actually use gust, and that's a first level spell. Yep, as long as it's a strong wind. Oh, is gust a strong wind? I'll have to find it again. Um, I might actually have to use control winds. Well, do the walls have to be taken down in order? Sequentially, correct. And we still have to get past the cold one. Okay, so Moonbone's holding your action for the walls to start falling. Uh, I would have assumed that I would have brought my Pegasus into the room, not in, into the hallways previously, but not brought him into the rooms with us. Okay. Can I, men- I can uh, mentally communicate to him when he's within a mile from me, so I'm going to mentally communicate to him to come. I would say it is not a strong wind because it moves an object that weighs no more than five pounds. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yes, your Pegasus is there with you. Does he have any movement left? Uh, yeah, he could still move. I tell him to run into the wall. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see here. I was gonna say, wait. <sighs> okay. I can wait. I can tell him to stop. Yeah, wait till we hit a wall that we can't, we don't have something to get through it with. Okay, sure. I will hold that. <laughs> Okay, so you're holding it. Uh, we then move on to Matthias. Okay, using cold damage to get Rune through it, Ray of Frost. Okay, roll the damage. That's 14 points of cold damage. That is enough to bring it down. Okay, what's the next one? Uh, the, yeah, the next one would be um, a strong wind. And actually, Virgil, just a second. Uh, you know, do you know the spell Prismatic Wall, or do you have access to it? Uh, oh, you're fine. I believe sorcerers can do it. I believe so too. You would know that the wall's only thirty foot high. Oh, we could see over that. Yeah. Oh. You guys are at the base of the stairs. This oh. wall is now thirty foot high. Oh. Okay, guys. Yeah, it's only thirty foot high. We could just go over it. Go over it. Oh. Well, you guys can't because you would be moving closer to giants that are over there. Yeah, that is very true. Now, but still, wall one is down. Uh, no, oh. sorcerers don't get prismatic. Wait, which one? Prismatic wall. I only get prismatic spray. Oh, okay. Well, still, you roll like a whatever on your arcana check. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Because I'm um, you. I suppose I could... If, if, uh, if, if uh, Moonbones wants to try his banishment again, I could levitate over the wall where he would actually be able to get line of sight. Well, he can also fly with his Pegasus. 
You can't get closer though. Yeah, but still, you can cast spells up. on top of your Pegasus, I guess. And they're just going straight up. Do Pegasuses do straight up flight very well and just like hovering? I'm gonna allow it. I'm okay. gonna because uh, he can't just like sit there and hover. But um, you could take flight um, at that point. Fly up and then come back down, kind of a deal. Yeah, something like that. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. So, Virgil, you brought down that second wall, or that first wall, so you know the second one needs to be destroyed by a laid by a gust of strong wind. I know everybody's been holding their actions. Would you like to do that? You want, If you want me to take it down, I can take it down. It, it's, it almost feels like a waste of a very high-level ability, but... Could the Pegasus, with its wings, create a wind to help make your gust stronger? Because I don't have anything wind-based. Yeah, I... The gust, I don't think, can be made strong enough. But you'd have a gust and then, like, another gust, so does a gust times two equal a strong wind? No, a strong wind would be, like, enough to move a person. Uh, Well, I have a Pegasus that can kind of cause you going into the, um, wall. Yeah, I would... Pegasus doesn't have any kind of attacks other than, uh, hooves, so if it had an ability, I would possibly let it, but it doesn't really have the ability. So, um, it's whatever you guys want. Or can I just summon... No, just like summon a bunch of methods and just... I wouldn't do that. That would be... That's so mean, but it's funny. Whatever you guys... Uh, you guys don't believe that, um, passing through the wall will actually destroy it. It would just pass... You could just pass through it. Yes. Let's just if, keep going layer by layer. All right. Any creature uh, that can see the wall moves to within 20 feet of it or starts its turn. It has to make the constitution save. The wall consists of seven layers, each with a different color. When a character, when a creature attempts to reach into or pass through the wall, it does so one layer at a time as though through the wall... Um, at a time through all the wall's layers. As it passes or reaches through each layer, the creature must make a dexterity saving throw or be affected by the layer's properties as described below. The wall can be destroyed also one layer at a time in order from red to violet by means of specific to each layer. Once a layer is destroyed, it remains so for the duration of the spell. I mean, it's not a waste of an ability if no, I mean, it gets through it. It's got to be done, so uh, you're the only you one. You guys also can. have all those spell scrolls you guys can use if you have Yeah, but we already. I've already chosen mine. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so. Um, we're going we're gonna to use control winds. We're making a strong wind to batter into it. Okay, yep. It flows through it. And now you are on to the yellow layer, which requires force damage. Um, Control winds, would you have tried to pick anything up and throw it into the wall? Well, I guess that technically wouldn't be force damage, would it? That would be bludgeoning. Never no, but I mean, I can I can, I can, can do force damage. Okay, you would do that on your next turn in initiative. So, uh, you held your action. Um, it would then be, so did you, um, Brayden. Uh, do you have anything that can do force damage? Or would you like to continue to hold? I'm a hold. I don't have anything except for a sip of my level, so... Okay, we would then be on to the enemies. Um, the enemies, since nobody is in sight and spells cannot pass through, um, once again, just continue to wait. Um, so then round two, uh, another death giant, or another storm giant, turns into a death giant and rises from the grave. So that's I feel like the more we leave this, the more they're going to summon these death giants. Let's just go over it. 
Just go over it? But they can't. We can. Only us who can. It would then be Nala's turn. Do I know, um, are all these creatures from this plane of existence? Uh, the drow are, um, I would probably say yes, all of them are. Shoot, okay, um... You can... Uh, except for the... The... What the hell is it called? Um, the Dregoloth. Yes, that is a fiend. The rest are all regular critters. And I don't want you... You don't want to burn your big spell slots, but you can cast Greater Restoration at a higher level. Or you, you usually... Can't you, can't you burn spells at yeah, a higher you can, level? Yeah, you can cast any spell at whatever level. It just may not have an increased effect. Uh, and you can also hold your action if you wish. Yeah. I'll do restoration. Uh, Matthews first. For, yeah, right. Who would be going next? No. Uh, Moonbones would be next. I'll do Moonbones next. Okay. Moonbones, you are no longer frightened. All right. Oh, yes. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Audax, it is your turn. Do you have a cantrip that can do wait. damage? Oh, wait. Okay. Can I undo my action? Or would Dimension Door allow us to get around the wall? Only one person. Oh, that's right. I Wait, can't you have mind. stone shape. Not anymore. I switched it up. Wait, yeah, I do have it. But the wall's not is not technically stone. It's magic. Right? No, we can just you can use stone shape to go around the wall. Can I do that? I think burrowing underneath may be the best. You can give it a try. I'd have to wait till my next turn if I restore and stuff. The way the wall is set up, like I said, is um, you would have to burrow through. Um, it's only one inch thick, so you would just kind of have to loop the hoop around to get to it. It's totally your call, though. I won't tell you no to anything that you try. I already used my action, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. So then, uh, Onyx, it's your turn. Is it, do you have a cantrip that can do force damage? The only thing that does force damage I have is disintegrate. I'm not, I'm, nope. I don't want to burn disintegrate on this. I guess we're going to, uh, we're going to have to use our Fury Enhanced Strike. Okay. Attack the wall. I mean, I could try Chaos Bolt, but don't. it's a chance. I, I can't guarantee it will. Did you say that it's only 30 feet high? Can we fly over top of it? Yes. We can. Once again, we're dealing with a frightened person that can't get over it until another round. Yeah. People can board a Pegasus with me. Yeah, but I can't willingly get close closer. So if you're oh, on the Pegasus and the Pegasus moves, you have no choice of in the you matter. Would, you would try to jump off the Pegasus. It's fine. I have your back. I've got you, my friend. Wait till my turn. Uh, Audax, if you want to, or you already went, didn't you? Well, I haven't gone yet yet. If you want to cast fly on him, I you can... and Moonbones can go over, and then I can jump on your back, so you don't have to cast it on me as well. And then I can, when it's my turn, I can uh, restore him, and then we can just go over. So that way you and Moonbones can do stuff. Time is ticking. What would you guys like to do? I know Moonbones, I think, has a plan to basically bodily grapple um, Virgil and haul him bodily over the wall <laughs> on a Pegasus. If you guys would like to do yeah. that. <laughs> I'm okay with this plan. Either way, it's going to cost me at least a second level slot to get a, to, to, to bypass this. And if I if we I just... Well, here's my thing. If I try to just, if we sit here and just continuously try to batter this wall down, we're going to end up with a massive 
problem in front of us once we actually get through it. If we can all be over it next turn, I think we're better off that way. Yeah. Okay, so what would you like to do? Go ahead. I've got a heroism, which I can use to target. Um, It's just uh, Matthias now that's frightened, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So that would uh, cure you of your... Uh, of being frightened until the well, as long as I'm concentrating on the spell, you are immune to being frightened and you gain some extra temporary hit points, but that would allow us enough time to sort of jump onto the Pegasus I guess. Yeah. Then maybe we can deal with the giants in, um, in, in a manner that we just don't have to deal with them anymore. Okay. Onyx, what would you like to do? Um, I'm going to levitate myself so I don't have to you know, use fly to go over. Do you want to pick me up? I mean, if you, do, if you happen to jump on, I'll just kind of grab her by the scruff of the neck as we... Okay. Whoosh. All right, and then are you going to land on the other side of the wall, then? Yep. Okay, you land on the other side of the wall. Moonbones, it's your turn. Okay, I cast Heroism on Matthias. Okay. He is no longer frightened for the duration. Yeah. And I will go over towards my Pegasus, and I will ready my hand down to grab Matthias's hand and tuck him on the back of the Pegasus when he comes into contact. All right. It is in your turn, Matthias. I get on the Pegasus. All right. And I'm going to go ahead, and because I'm a nice DM, I'm going to go ahead and say that you are able to then pop over the wall very quickly. Uh, so then it is all four of you on the other side of the wall. We go ahead and start with the enemy's turn. Now that everybody is in range, crap goes down. <laughs> All right. So there are, uh, now there is, uh, nothing happens in the third round uh, any different. However, there are uh, two death giants. Uh, let me write down these numbers real quick. So the four priests are busy with the rituals and are not doing anything else. There are two death giants. Uh, that are advancing towards you guys and able to um, get to you. The Dregloth uh, Fiend thing uh, also advances and attacks, as well as the Archmage and the Lich. So, um, the upfront fighter that landed first, uh, you are going to get the attacks of the two Death Giants. So, let's see, they make three longsword attacks. Uh, that, all four of those will hit, because your AC is less than 18, correct? Yep. Alright, all three of those attack, and you take... Potions. Yes, you take, uh, 20 points from each, so a grand total of 60 points of slashing damage. Ouch. Alright, uh, we then move on to the, um, Dragoth. Uh, it is going to advance towards the Pegasus and the, um... Uh, the two people with uh, on it. It makes three attacks, biting once and slashing out with each of its claws. I'm going to go ahead and roll. Say, uh, one hits Virgil, the other two hit you, Brayden. Can I use uh, protection to block? I'll, I'll try to block Virgil. Yes, you can. Um, let's see here. The AC is 15. Okay. Well, um, did you give me a shield? Uh, not yet. Okay, then my AC is 13. Okay, yep, then um, still all of them will hit you. Um, and then the one against you, um, Moonbones, that's only a 20. So that does not hit, right? 21 with the shield? Uh, I believe I am still just 20. So okay, so that will hit. 
All right, uh, Virgil, you are going to take uh, 32 points of slashing damage total. Um, you take 16 moon bones. And then for the Archmage... How much? How much? Huh? How much? 32 points. And then for the Archmage, the Archmage is going to go ahead and cast Cone of Cold. So I need dexterity saving throws from everybody, including the Pegasus. 17. I'm going to counter... Never mind. What? Never mind. DC is 17. So on a save, you guys take 36 points of cold damage, um, and then half of that on a save. Those are 18. Alright, and the Lich is going to... He is going to cast Fireball on everybody. I need dexterity saving throws. Failed. Uh, DC on this one is come on, where is it? Uh, twenty. Oh, he fails. I'm gonna counterspell that. Oh, okay. It has been counterspelled. All right. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. We then move on to Nala. Okay. I don't know which one of you two to heal first. He has less health than me. He does. Okay. I'm you guessing. Okay. Thirty-one. I have 61, so yeah. You now get 70, and I'm going to use Equinox to do 70 to the Archmage. Actually, guys, I may have some bad news. Um, let's see here. Pegasus, oh, you guys get right to the top of the Pegasus, or the, right to the top of the prismatic wall, and uh, the Pegasus slams against something invisible to the rest of you. You fall off and hit the floor. Um, when you land, you realize that this entire area is affected by the Hollow spell. No celestials, um, celestials, fiends, fey, or elementals may enter the area. No. Yes. Yes, but he is still okay, just slammed into that wall like a bird into a glass window. Are we on the other side, though? Yeah, you're on the other side. I'm gonna go ahead and give you that, because we already ran the round. I may have, like, actually thrown something at you if you're going to say they were on the other yeah, side. I'd no. be like, no, I'm done. I'm so done. Alright, so what would you guys like to do? Uh, not wait, it was your turn. Uh, I did she... 70 damage to the Archmage. Okay, wow. Uh, that was significant. Yeah, okay, <laughs> he is almost dead. Uh, that was that was significant damage. Like, how dead is almost dead? Uh, a third of his health points. Uh, a little under a third. Okay, um, Audax, it is your turn. Um, how far away is the Archmage? Uh, everybody is kind of within about 40 feet of you guys right now. I am going to drink my potion of speed. Okay. Which puts me under the effect of haste. Okay. For a minute. And I'm going to... How many attacks of opportunity would I take trying to get to the Archmage? Two. Two? But don't they have disadvantage under haste? I don't remember. No, he just has plus. I get, oh, an, that's extra, right. I get, a, I get an extra action. Yep. So we're going to uh, use use my movement to run to Archmage. Okay. And use the, that action from haste to uh, take a swing at him. Okay. Wait, who are you attacking? Nobody. Oh, sorry. But I do take two AOPs as I move. Okay, yes, you do take two. Uh, plus two to AC. I rolled a nat one on that one and a twelve, but the twelve is plus fourteen. So, yep. 
Uh, you take 20 points of slashing damage. Uh, and uh, my attack did not hit it. Okay. We then move on to uh, Moonbones. Okay, so um, the other priests um, sort of pondering their ritual into something like a an urn or, I don't know, something along those lines, or are they just, like, out in the open casting the stuff? They are all surrounding a magic circle, and this magic circle is lashing out necrotic energy across the entire area. Uh, but it, all this necrotic energy seems to be focusing at one sarcophagi, to, or one rune slab to the other, raising the dead on each one. Okay. Hmm. I am going to... You guys need the healing pretty bad, don't you? I should probably focus on that. Honestly, I know you have banished. If you want to banish one of the guys, that might be best. Just to get one of the guys out. Otherwise, I can do it too, but... Okay. I will cast banish on one of the priests. Okay. Uh, wait, no. Oh, uh, it would have to be one of the... It would have to be actually the uh, Gloth, yeah, I the believe. Dr- or the, the whatever D. that is. Uh, not the Gloth, the Dragoloth. Yeah. You can banish something that's... Native to your play, but they don't stay banished. We'll come back. Banish the thing that'll stay away. Uh, this okay, one actually know. wouldn't be of this plane. Um, the fiend is not the dragon Yeah. Yeah. Do the, do that one. Okay. What's your saving throw, Moonbones? It is a DC seventeen. Okay. Uh, what kind of save? Charisma. Okay, and that is a plus zero, so it fails. Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Dregalock disappears. One less foe to deal with. Matthias. Okay, uh, are you up in front of everybody? I am I am base-to-base with the Archmage. Shh. Darn it. Um, okay, then. I can take care of the Archmage. Well, I was going to do a big AoE to hit all the priests, but it'll hit you in no, the No, they are in front of the priests. Uh, uh, the Archmage and everybody is in front of the priests. The priests are in a 20-foot diameter um, circle around that magic circle in the center. Oh, so they are behind everybody. Okay, then I am gonna drop a synaptic static right there to hit every single priest. Okay, just one second. They are under the effects of... Okay, what spell level is that? It is a fifth level spell. Any spell of fifth or lower cast from outside the barrier doesn't affect creatures and objects with... Oh, they're in a barrier? Yes, globe of invulnerability. Oh, can we see that? Oh, yeah, you would be able to. So you would know oh, that. It's faintly shimmering. I'm sorry. Okay, then I would... Okay, I'll cast it at a 6th level, then. Okay, let me check real quick here, making sure uh, that there is anything. Is it... Oh, no, it, it was cast as if by the 8th level, so anything oh. less than 7th will not affect it. Okay, uh, then I will... I know this is metagame a little bit, everybody on the internet, but this is a tough battle, and I'm okay with it. Okay. Then what I'm going to do is use my scroll of dispel magic on globe of invulnerability. Okay. To um, which one it. would you like to do? Because each one is its own. Oh, one. each person is surrounded by one. Yes, it's a ten foot radius. Each one, each ritual priest is protected by globe of invulnerability. Oh, okay, I thought it was a, oh, okay. Never mind. <sighs> um. Then there's the. Okay, then I'm going to cast... Because that changes everything. I'm going to use my scroll. Let's see, there's the Lich and the Archmage. 
Lich and Archmage, two Death Giants, um, and the four priests. I'm going to use my scroll of Feeble Mind on the Lich. Okay. Nice. What's the saving throw on that one? Uh, let me check. I believe... Feeble Mind is... A spell level spell. Yes. It's not, it's not going to matter. It rolled a six. Okay. Uh, it was an intelligence saving throw. Okay. Uh, plus five, so still eleven. Okay, it takes 46 uh, psychic damage. So that is 8, 11, 14 points of psychic damage. Okay. Its intelligence and charisma scores become 1. The creature cannot cast spells, activate magic items, understand language, or communicate in any intelligible way. The creature can, however, identify friends, follow them, and even protect them. At the end of every 30 days, it can repeat the saving throw. Okay, awesome. Yet another enemy is yet taken out. We then move on to the enemies. Lich is now drooling. Arch... Archmage is actually... Uh, Archmage is going to go ahead and surround itself with a globe of invulnerability. Counterspell. Okay, six level spell roll. Uh, poopy. Uh, that is not high enough. Okay, it is no... It is, a globe of invulnerability surrounds it. The two jet Wait, giants... You'd be inside of it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm base to base with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, I was like, you've just trapped yourself in here with your wars. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. The Another storm giant turns into a death giant and erupts out. Uh, charging towards you guys, but he's at the far end, so he would not be able to quite get to you guys. Um, but the other two are going to attack Moonbones. Oh, no. One, uh, two hits, and all of those hit. So you take five total hits. Oof. Yeah, that plus 14 to hit is, is significant. Um, so that was six, uh, five total hits, I believe. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and total that damage, average, that is 100 points of slashing damage. Oh, each instance, wait, you reduce all of those. Um, don't you because... Heavy oh, armor. are they non-magical? No, it does not say here that they are magical. I am not damn then. Alright, each one is 20 points, and you took five of them, so reduce, uh, each one of those, yes. So, what, 15 less points? Thank god. Okay. 14 hit points left. Alright. Uh, that is everybody then. We move on to Audax. Oh, Nala, excuse me, sorry. It's like, I don't have any problem knowing as long as yeah. she gets to go before the... <coughs> Heal the severely wounded. I'm only going to have to deal with this mage for a while. I'm trying to think between Moonbones and Matthias uh, because I'm scared because moon like, bones. I don't have anything big for him. Can you do Death Bird or something? He already has that. But that only gives him back to like one HP, and then it's just band aids for the end of time. Um, Can you? It's either I heal you for thirty-five and do thirty-five damage, or I heal him for twenty-five and do twenty-five damage. Or you deal massive damage to something else and use. Oh, you already use that in the light, haven't you? Yeah. Or you're gonna ask again. It's either I heal you for 35 and do 35 damage, or do him with 25 and do 25 damage. I don't know which one to do first, and I might cry. <laughs> okay. It's 
Zappies. Okay, um, I heal you for 35. Okay. And so we have two... Three death, three three death, death giants. And a zombie thing. Four priests. Uh, no, we have three death giants right now. Four priests and an archmage. And a lich that's now drooling. <laughs> and then I'll do 35 to one of the death giants. Okay. Uh, we then move on to Audax. Alright, I'm going to use my haste action to drink my potion of cloud giant strength. Okay. And then use my normal action to attack the archmage, and I'm going to go ahead and take that minus 5 plus 10. Okay, I almost guarantee you're going to slaughter him at this point. The first attack will miss. Uh, what's it, what is it? He doesn't have very high. Um, a 13. It's exactly what you need to hit. Eight plus 18, 28 damage to him on the first attack. Okay, that is exactly what you needed to take him down. The Archmage expires. And so, since no one else is in range of me, I'm going to move to the closest... I'm going to move until I'm about 15 feet away from the closest storm giant, or death giant. Okay. Unless you, you want to try to wail away on these globes of invulnerability, but I doubt I can get through them. I can break two of them. What would it take you? Well, I can break all of them, but it'll take me two rounds. They are immune to anything below a seventh level spell. I don't have anything. Ab- I don't have any spells above seventh level. I have fifth. <laughs> and I, unless unless great sword is an eighth level spell. Yes. All right. So what would you guys like to do then? Because I'm definitely not going to kill the lich so that it could potentially come back. Like I said, I'll, I'll hang out with the giants. Okay. We well, then... the closest one to me. Okay. Yep. The. Uh... Yeah, one of the three. They're all kind of in the same area going after Moonbones. Moonbones, it is now your turn, as a matter of fact. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I am... Uh, should I drink a potion, or should I give you all a shield? I think you need the health more than anything right now. Okay, I'll drink my Supreme... Is it called Supreme Healing? Correct, yes. Potion of Supreme Healing, 10d4 plus 20. I've got a dice roller here. Uh, 46 points of healing to me. Alright. And that is your action. Anything is a bonus action. Uh, yes. Oh, I'm still concentrating on this spell, which has another three turns left, I believe. Yes. Uh, for Matthias to make sure he's not afraid of these giants. But, yeah, that will do. Alright. Matthias, it is your turn. Okay, so... They are vulnerable to 7th level spells. Um... Oh, let me see. Because if they are, then I can get through it, but... Spells, uh, uh... They cannot be affected by spells of 7th level or lower. I can't break them. Even if the spell is cast at a higher level? You can cast it at a higher level. It's just a 7th level spell slot or lower cannot hurt them. Okay. I don't want to do that, though. That's going to burn through so many sorcerer points. Okay. Uh, I'll just do it. Uh, I'm going to cast Disintegrate Okay. at the 8th level. Okay. At which one? I'm going to twin spell it to hit two of them. So that should break right. yes. both of them. All right. Um, let's find my stats here. 
Uh, that would break them. Go ahead, and uh, they have disadvantage on the saving throw because they're obviously just sitting here. Yep, they both fail. The first one takes 109 points. Okay, uh, let me. Pre- I'm pretty sure that's going to kill it outright. The other one takes 112 points of force damage. Let me grab my other book. Both are still standing, but by single points. Alright, uh, we then move on to the enemies. Another storm giant turns into a death giant and raises. So we have three death giants? Four. Yes, you now have four of them. Um, and the three are going to attack. One is going to attack um, Audax, the other two to Moonbones again. All of those will hit you, Audax. You take um, 60 total points. And Moonbones. Oh, believe it or not, only one of those is going to hit. I rolled below a 10 on two of them. So uh, that one, you only take 20 points. And then on the second one, two of the three will hit. So you'll take two more instances of 20 points each. Okay, so that's three hits. I am... And you reduce nine HP. Okay, and you reduce those with your heavy heavy armor. Yeah. All right, Nala. Would have been unconscious. Nala, it is your turn. I'm gonna start crying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Onyx, do you have less or more health than Moonbones? More. What? I'm not a lot. I've got. I can. I can attack and drink a potion in the same turn. So I've got a couple. Po- I've got some potions I can drink to keep me fighting. Okay, Moonbones. You get 25 health, and then I'll do, is, do I think 25 would be overkill for the already hurt death giants? Oh, death no. giants? No. no, the giants haven't oh. been touched. Who are the ones that were worth? The priests. Oh, so the priests. Priest. Okay, yeah. yeah, then I'll do 25 to one of the death giants. Okay. Because I'm, I'm going to move in and attack both of the priests. Yep. That are... Okay, the death giant is still doing fine, um, but uh, you did uh, hurt him yet again. All right, Audax. I'm gonna use my haste action to drink a my uh, greater potion of healing. Okay. That was four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I'm gonna gain thirteen back. And remember, hope you do have the staff of healing as well. Yeah, I've already used like almost all of them. Okay. And I'm gonna hope that. This attack of opportunity that I'm about to take doesn't end me, as I'm going to book it towards the the two priests that are on their last legs. I kid you not, I know rolled a nat one. Oh. I know, so sad for me, Moonbone. So sad for me. <laughs> All right, and uh, we're just going to use standard attacks here. First attack is a twenty-three to hit. The priest goes down. And we'll follow up attack on the other one. Is also a 23 to hit. A second priest goes down. And since I can't get through the walls with my regular attacks, the other two are just going to have to stand there as I uh, tighten the grip on my sword and get ready for the worst of it. Uh, We then move on to Moonbones. Okay. I am... So there are two giants near me or three? Uh, there are three giants. Uh, one just got raised. I am not liking this at all. I am going to risk it, and I am going to use my mana armory to give everybody a copy of my sculpt weapon if they would like it. I am going to 
pass because I need both my hands for my sword. I'll take one. Okay. Right. As much as I would like to. Wait, what do they have to roll? Didn't you say they have a plus 14 to hit? Yeah, they have a plus 14 to hit. Ooh, they'd have to roll on that one. Okay, maybe, maybe it's not the best idea then. Uh, <laughs> I, I will not do that. I, so I've seen that they cannot be affected by spells under the 8th level. Uh, the two remaining lore priests, correct. Oh, I see. Okay, I will cast Destructive Wave around me if there's no one... Nope. Well, Destructive Wave is actually... It, it, it's you can, you can target who gets hit with it. Yeah, but there is nobody else in the immediate area around you, I don't believe. So you should be yeah. good regardless. I will target everyone who's an enemy of me within 30 feet. Okay, yep, that would be the three giants. So what kind of save? A constitution sector, which I'm sure they're going to ace. Uh, no, actually, believe it or not, two of them rolled fives. Um, so that is only 11 on that one. The other one rolled a 19. Okay, so one success? Yes, one success, two failures. Okay, so they're going to take 5d6 thunder and 5d6 radiant, and the two that were um, that failed are not prone. Okay. So that's 18 points of thunder damage. Okay. And oh, that's good. 24 points of radiant damage. Okay. And I guess, yeah, they're not prone. I will just, um, I'll stay here with them. Okay, yes, uh, two of them are prone, one is still up. Uh, anything half on a save or anything like that? Uh, yeah, just half on a save. Alright, uh, we then move on to Matthias. Bodax, I am trusting that you can kill these two. I'm gonna cast Power Word Stun at the ninth level and twin it. <laughs> You shatter the remaining globes, and they are stunned. They are stunned. <sighs> okay. <sighs> okay, we then move on to the enemies. The two bastards are stunned and can't do anything. <laughs> um, and then the death giants, the two of them stand up. The one uh, storm giant would have been commanded to go towards the portal uh, at the other end of the room and teleport out, so it begins making its way up there. By but who? Commanded by who? Uh, it would have been with the uh, War Priest the last round. Once it was raised and you guys killed two of them, it immediately starts making its way towards the portal. So one of the Death Giants is heading out. Another one is not raised, though, because the casters were killed. And then, uh, so you were going to get nine total attacks, uh, Matthias, or uh, Moon Boons, from these enemies. Ouch. Goodbye, my friends. <laughs> yes. Uh, lowest no. of those three was a 19, so that will not hit, but the other two do. So that is uh, 220 values there. Down yet? Uh, I'm just down, yes. Okay, so... I'm used to a pile of bones. No, Death Lord. Yep, you have one health oh, point yeah. remaining. Do they freaking attack more? The one will take another swing. I freaking hate you. I know. I'm hey, sorry. He's not dead. <laughs> I hate you. One attack against you again, Moonbones. You are back down to unconscious. Okay, but I have my bone pile ability. When reduced to zero hit points and not killed outright, I drop to one hit point instead and fall into a pile of bones. Similar effect to the feigned death spell. So I think I'm dead, but I'm not really. Okay, it then turns around and starts making its way back to the rest of your crew. <gasps> Alright, I'm gonna roll a d4 to see who gets it. 
Virgil. Okay. You are going to take two attacks from the giants. Uh, both will hit, obviously, because um, that was an at one. So that's two instants of 20 points of damage. Okay. And then the other one is going to go for. Uh, oh. I swear to God. <laughs> okay, uh, you might actually make this because your AC is what now? 15? 16. 16, okay, that nat 1 isn't going to matter, but you will take two hits, so you take 40 points of damage. I'm fine, but you ruined my freaking plans to save him! Yep, that's because I'm an asshole. Oh. It comes with being a DM. As I'm down, uh, Matthias, you are now frightened of the giants. Ah! (laughs) You are correct, I am quite frightened of that. (laughs) Okay, we then move on to Nala, it is your turn. 16.2. Wait, these death giants, they're undead, aren't they? Yes, they are. Do I know their CR level? Uh, yeah, um... Probably about 8 or 9. <laughs> uh, 17. Okay. <laughs> Plus 9. <laughs> Jeez. Are they all within 30 feet of each other? Yes, they are. Hold on, hold on, I'm scared to do this, because... Moonbones is probably still within that 30 feet, isn't he? Uh, he is down to one hit point under the effects of Bane Death, basically. Do you see the my hand in the bone pile just like curl into a thumbs up? And- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming this would probably still hurt him then, wouldn't it? I have no idea what you're trying to do. Don, it's a thirty foot thing. Uh, I well no because they turned to get away from him. So depending on how you did it, uh. You, you could probably get him just outside of the radius if you plan it just right. Yeah, but you would likely catch, um... Oh, that's right, you Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that sounds really mean, I'm sorry. Um, oh, Are you close to being down? Define close. Does that mean yes? Um, I don't want to get hit by a giant anytime soon. You can tell your hit points, I don't care. Actually, I don't like no! This will be fine. This will be fun. I'm sorry, Moonbones. You're gonna have to stay there for just like next turn. I will save you. I'm <laughs> all right. So I'm going to do mass cure wounds for us. Th- Wait, shoot. Do I have to touch on mass cure wounds? I swear, but I think you have to. Touch. For mass, no. Okay. No. <clears throat> then I'm gonna cast it at the ninth level, so I get seventy-eight. Do I add my modifier at the end of all these? Yes. Okay. Here. Eight, ten, four. So that's fourteen. Really, that's only fourteen. I hate my life. That's only twenty-eight points, right? Yep. Yeah. You roll a lot of ones and twos. I hate my life. (laughs) I hate it so much. Okay. We then move on to Audax. All right, we're gonna take a look at the uh, these two priests. Okay. How long does Power Word Stun last for? They have to make con saves every round. Okay, but I mean concentration up to. It's not concept. Oh, oh. okay. They cool. just have to keep doing it until they eventually. Okay. Get Go out ahead then. Um. <sighs> trying to decide how risky I'm gonna be with this. You know what? We're just we're 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 we're, we're risking the biscuit. Um. First attack, minus 5, plus 10. 20 to hit. Yes, that will hit. <clears throat> 11 
21, 31 points of slashing damage to the first one. And our extra attack, either one of those will hit. And we're going to uh, go ahead and second, third level Fury Enhanced Strike for 16, 26 points of slashing damage and 30 points of force damage. Okay, uh, that is more than enough to bring him below bloody, but he is still standing. And then for my haste action, I'm going to swing at him again. Alright. I didn't want to do it this way, but I have to. 18 hit. 18 is exactly what you need to hit. I've got one more third level left, so we're going to go ahead and... Really? <laughs> That's going to be six, 26 points of slashing, 23 points of force. You split the head of this war priest, and it falls to the ground. Then we're going to use our great weapon master ability to swing around and make one attack on the other one. All right. That will hit, and screw it, we're going fourth level on this one, because I need everything I can get on him. 29 points of slashing, and 27 points of force. Okay, and that was enough to bring that one almost to bloodied in a single stroke. Alright, we move on then to, uh, let's see, uh, Moonbones, you are a pile at one hit point. You see the hands sort of begin moving to the middle of the pile and they begin rising as the rest of his bones sort of coalesce around him as he just shouts, <laughs> I love it. Okay, and that's your action or is that just happens? That's my action, yeah. Okay. I will then, is there a point that I can run that's like 60 feet away from me? Uh, this whole room is about 100 foot long, so yeah, I'll say you can back up basically right up to kind of where the uh, uh, prismatic wall started and uh, be about and 40 or 50 would be about your best. And then as my bonus action, I will use my Master Sculptor ability and cast Spiritual Weapon at 6th level, and it will deal uh, radiant damage. Okay! Awesome. I'm going to cast that next to one of the Death Giants, and it's going to swing at them as part of that same bonus action. Yes, uh, against one of the more injured ones? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, 18 plus 9, 27 to hit. Yes, more than enough. All right, and he takes 3d8 plus 3 radiant damage. 8. Uh, oh, that's really good. Uh, 25 points of radiant damage. Very good. All right, uh, that is enough to bring it to bloody. Uh, on to Matthias. Alrighty, I am going to, as a quicken spell and power, uh, cast Disintegrate at the seventh level at uh, the one that's running towards the portal. Okay. Um, saving throw, dexterity. Dexterity. Uh, that's a fail. Uh, Seventeen. Yeah, I have a nineteen. Oh, excuse me, 15. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Still fail. Okay. So that is 132 points of force damage. <laughs> All right. It is bloodied. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> um. <laughs> I know, so anticlimactic. 
We're gonna take a page out of Moonbones' book. And be bold, and be brave, and, um... Expend our last 5th level spell slot on a destructive wave. Okay. Targeting all enemies within a 30 foot radius of me. Alright, that would be all of them with a little bit of movement. Okay, uh, highest saving throw, what type was it? Uh, Constitution. Okay, that one will probably make it with a 23. That one will. Um, the other highest was a 15 and then 8. Will not make. Okay. That would also catch the priest. Uh, I think the priest is dead, didn't you? No, I did the second one I didn't. Oh, that's yet. right. Okay, yes, that will catch the priest. Uh, and he fails. Alright, so that's going to be 5d6 thunder. Alright. 15 thunder damage. Oh, that's not as much as I was wanting it to be. And another poopy. And 21 radiant. Alright. And the ones that failed are not prone. Okay, uh, two of them are knocked prone. And the knocked prone priest, I'm going to use my haste action to make an attack on him. Okay, go for it. That will hit, and we're going to... We're just going to go second level. 30 points of slashing, and the last priest goes down. Alright, uh, we then move on to Moonbones. Alright. Serious time. I'm gonna cast the Kill Wound spell at 5th level on myself. Okay. Oh, I can't cast Kill Wounds on myself. <laughs> Moonbones, just say, stay safe and I will get to you, I promise. No matter what, you will not fully die ever. You are part of my cloud or you will not die. None of you will. Um, I will cast then. Actually, no. If I move forward to them, how far away am I from the closest stone? Uh, 40 feet. So. Yeah, you guys are all within about 20 feet of each other at this point. It's down to the last three giants, so you're all kind of in the same cluster at this point. Uh, except for um, uh, Audax, who just got done finished off the War Priest. Or did you move after your turn? I don't know how much movement I would have had left after. Okay. So I, I would have, if possible, but if not, I'm still only, what, 20 feet away? Yeah, something like that. All right, well, I will run up then, and I will attack twice. I, are the giants prone? I'll attack the two giants who are prone. Okay. Uh, the most damaged one, or one of the other two? Uh, I'll attack, if there are two prone, I'll attack one each. One, one attack each on either of them. Awesome. Is the prismatic wall still up? Yes. He has never brought it down. Okay, well, I wasn't sure what's Oh, no, yes, time. no, excuse me. The prismatic wall would have fallen when the uh, Archmage did. I have a long term plan. Okay. Ah, uh, excellent. Uh, that's a 23 to hit? Yes, that will hit. Alright, that deals. 13 points of radiant damage. Alright. I move over and I attack with the other one on the ground. Oh, that was so close to a natural 20. Uh, just a regular 20. Okay. And that is six points of radiant damage. Alright. And my spiritual weapon will move down and make an attack as well. Okay. That's my bonus action. That is a 20 to hit. Yes. And that is another 25 points of radiant damage to the one I attacked last. Okay. And I move back 
as far as I can away from them. I don't provoke attacks of opportunity from creatures that have attacked on my turn. Awesome. Which is good news. And then, since the wall's down, I whistle and I scream to my Pegasus to come and help. And for, Oh yeah, now that the ritual's gone, the hollow spell is gone as well. So yes, your Pegasus charges in. Uh, and uh, I'll go ahead and say, since I kind of cheated you out of several rounds there, uh, oh, not not really, because we just stabbed the one die. So I'll let you go ahead if you want and make an attack with the Pegasus on one of them. All right, he's going to attack one of the ones on the ground with his hooves. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, a 14 to hit. Not quite enough, no. Okay. <laughs> he's trying very hard, though. I, you, I appreciate it. You know, it's always good to see minions attacking. Matthias. Uh... I'm gonna cast disintegrate at the um, with my last seventh level spell slot. So okay. I need one of probably the most wounded one that I can see make a deck save. All right, he fails. His two points are not. Ninety-four points of force damage. <laughs> All right, yes, uh, that's actually, overkill. Yes, overkill, but not by a whole lot, believe it or not. Um, Ninety-six, you said. Ninety-four. Ninety-four. He's up by one. Uh, why, just, just a second. I would think if he, like, his legs would disintegrate, he'd fall and take, like, one point of bludgeoning damage and die. Yes. Uh, he, <laughs> he dies from the fall, not the actual he spell. He died, but only by, like, 20 points. So. Okay. All right. Spell well spent. You would not uh, have been able to kill either of the others with Okay, so am I now far, or any of them within melee range of me now? One. Um, the others are close enough. I'm going to... I'll go for the opportunity. I'm going to take an opportunity attack and run away. Okay. Uh, that obviously hits. You take 20 points. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And I am going to use my full 30 to get as far away as possible. Okay, you are back by uh, Moonbones back there. <clears throat> All right, it is on to the Death Giants. Since you scurried away, um, and Audax, you are kind of close by. One of them is going to come after you. Uh, let's see, your AC is 16? Uh, 18 because of haste. Oh, yes, haste, okay. Uh, then, believe it or not, only one of those will hit. Jesus. Okay, uh, 20 points of damage. I'm just using average, this makes it easier. Um, okay, hope. That's a bad over. Okay. So, how are you looking? No, hope, you're gonna take three attacks. Oh, okay. If you kill me, I will fucking kill you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. wow. <laughs> we are getting some I swear, if you freaking take this away from me. I think she's a You have, you have, you take three attacks, 20 points each. No, I had a plan. I was, I was, I had a plan. No, I was gonna heal you for 45, 45 damage. I was gonna Oh, 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 no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, you do take the three attacks. It's okay. You're not out of the game 100%. They can still bring you back. First death saving throw, Nala. I have this. Do you have any abilities that bring you back to water or whatever? No. Okay. <laughs> you can do this. Make a death save. We'll one death save. <laughs> okay, one failure. You're still okay, though. Hot axe, it is no, your turn. No, no, no. No, I want to use my life for that. Please remember my family. Okay. It's an 19. Oh, I see. Okay, Help. one pass. All right, Audax, it is your turn. All right, so uh, the first thing I'm going to do before I do anything else 
is I'm going to use my bonus action to do to uh, employ Fury Enhanced Bonding. So, okay. all of my allies for their next attack gain the benefits of Fury Enhanced Strikes. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, uh, when it's your turn, I'll walk you through what to do. Um, beyond that, so this, this giant in front of me, um, he is not my friend. And so we're going to uh, give him what for. Okay. First attack. We're not giving him what for. That's a 17. One point shy, or three point shy, excuse me. Second attack. That one will hit. All right. And we're going to go, I have a third level I can use on him. Ah, 27 slashing damage. Okay. Plus 24 force damage to him. Okay, that is enough to bring him below bloodied. I'm just going to lay into him again, I guess. Alright. That's going to that's gonna hit, hit some things. Alright. And so we've got, we've got one second level left that I can use. That's going to be 29 points of slashing and 14 points of force damage. Alright. It is not looking too great at this point. Now on to you, Moonbones. Okay. And how many death joints are surrounding Nola? Uh, just one. I and there's a- one that is attacking um, Audax. I have a potion on my belt. If you can just like pour that down my throat to stabilize me. Otherwise, I think you still got a potion left or two, don't you, Moonbones? Okay. I am going to get rid of my spiritual weapon six level, and I'm going to cast Aura of Vitality. And I will walk within 30 feet of Nala, and I will heal her for 2d6 hit points. Alright. Uh, you are back up to 7 HP. Woo! I love you, and then I run away as far as physically possible. <laughs> <laughs> you are back into the stairway. We then move on to Matthias. Uh, I am going to cast Disintegrate at the 6th level at uh, uh, the Most giant... Yeah, I'm going to go for the most damage one, see if I can't hit the one of them. Once again, it fails. That plus zero to dex does not help. That is 68 points of force damage. Okay, and that is enough to take out another death giant. You are down to one death giant. Was that the one that was on me, or is that a different one? Uh, No, that was the one that um, Audax was attacking. So it's just one on me now, right? Yes, just the one that was attacking you. Uh, We then move on to it. I'm gonna roll. I'm not just gonna automatically smack you back down, Hope. So, 1d4, since you guys are all within smackity smack range except for Moonbells. So, I guess 1, 2, 3. 2. I'm so sorry, Hope. He attacks you once. I'm dead. Let me see if he hits. That's a 3. Plus 14, yep. So, that hits. You are back down to 0. He then turns. He attacks Audax. 2 hits. 20 points for one, 20 points for the other. I was going to be cool, and then you killed me, and now I can't be cool, <laughs> and I'm mad about it. Yeah, that's what DMs do. Now let death saving throw again. And I don't have the lives I can use today, and that's one failure. One failure. All right, we move on to Audax. Um, I suppose we're just going to have to do what I can to try to bring him down. I doubt I can, but How we're gonna... How is he looking? He's not quite to bloody. 
Well, I'm going to do what I can to, to uh, lay what damage I can into it. Alright. That is a... I missed. Second attack. Does not hit. Haste. Does not hit. Oh no. Alright. We then move on to... Moonbones. Alright. I come out the stairwell and I rush towards the giant with my shield at the ready. I'm going to attempt to hit him with attack and use charging bulwark on him. So that's a 24 to hit. That does hit. Um, he needs to make a strength saving move. Yes, also as a heads up, Raiden, because you hadn't attacked yet, you were still under the effects of Fury Enhanced Strikes. If you choose to, you can expend a spell slot up to 5th level, or basically 4th level, to do anywhere from 2 to 5d8 extra uh, force damage. Alright, let's go 5th level. Uh, how much extra do I do? So it'll be 5d8. Excellent. Okay. So he takes 5 points of radiant damage and uh, 25 points of force damage. Alright. I need him to make a strength saving throw. Okay, and that was an 18. He makes it. Alright. We'll then hit him again with my other attack. That's a 25 to hit. Yes. Am I still under? Or was it just my first? It's just the. It's just the. It's just the next attack that you make, unfortunately. Okay, and he takes ten points of radiant damage. I will interpose myself between the Death Giant and Nala, and heal her for my bonus action for five points of healing. Okay, Moonbones, you were able to bring that uh, Death Giant also to bloodied. Matthias. Why well, fix what ain't broken? Last six level spell slot. Cast and disintegrate. Ooh, that one might actually be a pass. Uh, no, it's not, because plus goddamn zero decks. So that's 14. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's 10d6 plus 40. 78 points of force damage. Let me see. <laughs> not quite, but oh, so close. Gosh darn it. On to the Death Giant. Death Giant's going to swing down at Moonbones for interposing himself. No. <laughs> no. Uh, that is, believe it or not, two hits. So that is 20 points of damage on each. I'm down on the first and that second oh. one. Nope. nope. The second one he would then turn to um, Audax. Uh, that will definitely hit you on X. 20 points of damage to you. I'm down. Alright, two down. Nolly, it is your turn. So if I heal, like, if I heal him, he still gets points, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and how is the stupid giant looking? Damn near dead. Virgil brought him, like, less than 20. I am casting heal at the ninth freaking level to heal you for 45 and give him 45 damage. <laughs> it yeah. bursts into radiant flames. <laughs> yeah. yes. the entire hall <laughs> is silent. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have really run over to Moonbones and I cast uh, heal at the 7th level and heal him for 70. And I just ball. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> God dang it! Right, then. I will dump a healing potion. No, no, no. I am bringing him back. Too late. I already did it. I already did it. And then I, I have a higher initiative. Oh, 
initiative than you. I put so many freaking band-aids on you and I am sobbing and hugging you and I love you to death and I will never leave you and you better never leave me. And that's in real life that she's... Yeah, in real life she's like at the verge of tears as well. Alright, this is where we will end this adventure. Everybody, we will do our reviews and this is where we will break. So, go ahead uh, with whoever wants to start reviewing how everything went. Real quick note, uh, this was, I did dumb this fight down a ton uh, because we were not nearly equipped with any of the items or anything else. So there were supposed to be lair actions on top of this. The giants were spellcasters, like paladins. Um, all the mages had ninth level spells. I took all of that out and made it a little bit easier because, like I said, we were not geared for this and there were only four. So this was very much a lot more difficult than what we were supposed to be able to handle. So go ahead, whoever wants to start with the review and start. Uh, this is Michael Holmes bringing you the final review of Audax Fortis, the martial state human metal fury crafter. Um, this is a pretty, uh, pretty run-of-the-mill end. I'm kidding. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> like that. That was, um... That was a pretty intense level 20 fight. Uh, I do want to give a big thank you to Moonbones for utilizing the incredible gifts that I was able to give him to beat some sense into some uh, some death giants with my fury uh, my fury bond ability. Um, awesome, didn't really get the opportunity to try to bring back one of the the uh, feral furies like I would have liked. But at the same time, you know, just being looked at would have killed him because very weak elemental. But all is well. Our healer healed. Our puncher's punched. Our sorcerer sorcerered. And we came out on top in epic fashion, I will I will admit. And uh, really the biggest thought that I can give you when it comes to the Fury, the Fury Crafter class is it is very simple. You can do things, you you can't really do a lot with it if you want to, but as far as any of the classes that I have played so far, if you are even a new player that wants to try out homebrew, the Fury Crafter is a good class to do it with. There's not a whole lot of maintenance, a whole lot of upkeep in between sessions that you have to worry about. You know, you just, you'll get a few abilities, you don't have to you'll keep track of massive spell lists. The most that you'll have are like 22 spells and 90% of the time you're going to you're going to be using them for other things especially if you take the uh, innate force archetype so I highly 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 recommend the Fury Crafter and I think there's a very good chance that you could convince your DM even if he's not too into homebrew it would fit very well into a normal party I mean every, it, it has its strengths it has its weaknesses and it is versatile enough if you want to do something different with it than what I did, you can you know, you can go the manifestation route where you're actually summoning more than just the Feral Furies. You actually have a Fury that you can summon to your side to fight along with you. So if you want to do something a little bit druidy or, or rangery with, with, you know, like a pet, then go for it. Great, you can do that, and you can do some really fun stuff with it. Um, you know, you can take on the role of a healer with a water crafter. You can take on the role of you know, just a straight tank with, you know, like your Earth Crafters. There are a lot of things that you can do with this class, and you can do them well, and it doesn't take a lot out of you to do them. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed the game that I played with all of you guys. And once again, thank you, Hope and Virgil and Brayden, and of course, Bob for running this game. 
is probably the probably the most fun that I've had playing D and D in a in a while, and uh, I have to say, good on you guys. This is Hope playing uh, Nala Greywhisker. I have never had so much fun playing a healer ever. Oh, this was such a fun game. I loved it so much. The class was extremely balanced, so shout out to Garbonium. I absolutely loved playing in the balanced domain. It was extremely balanced, and it was so nice being able to heal and do damage. It really let the healer do something more than just sit back and wait for their friends to get hurt. So that was that was really nice. Uh, Equinox was definitely one of my favorite features of being able to do such a high-level healing spell and then being able to do the full damage with it as well. Um, the Nine Lives, I really like that as well. Luckily, I didn't get so close that I was definitely going to die, but having the Nine Lives allowed me to re-roll one of my failures. And you can do that once per long rest, or once per day, I think. And that that is definitely such a great thing to have through the uh, Cat Sith race. Um, overall, I just, I had so much fun, and I loved this class so much. Everything about it was just so balanced and so much fun to play. So if you have the chance to play it, I, I say you totally have to do it. It is so much fun. Hey everyone, this is Virgil with Matthias LaCroix, the Dampier Vampiric's Bloodline Sorcerer. After level 20 and playing this thing full all the way through, I am very happy with the results of what this character is and what the creators of each of these things made. Uh, starting with the archetype for the sorcerer, uh, the Vampiric Bloodline by Jonoman3000. Overall, it's a very, it's very utility based um, compared to like the Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer that's in the player's handbook. Um, where the Draconic Bloodline, it's all based on whatever color you choose. Um, where you get bonus damage based on the color. You get a breath or damage associated with the color. Where this one doesn't so much get it. The Vampiric Bloodline really opens up to whatever type of play style, whatever type of sorcerer you really want to be. In this case, I went with a very, uh, charm-heavy and, uh tactical uh, vampire, the one who plans and thinks, um, where, so like the Draconic, it's uh, bonuses to AC and to health at first level. The vampire gets bon- gets unarmed attacks, and or bonuses to unarmed attacks. Um, they get night vision, uh, eventually get 10 hit points every round, extra attack, eventually gets the ability to fly, uh, and then just the, an overall permanent charm ability that you can use constantly. Very utility. It doesn't force you into a corner of you have to be a charm person or enchantments or necrotic. You can just do what you want. And I really like that, that the archetype really just lets you be whatever kind of sorcerer you want to be, but gives you the utility of being competent as an upfront fighter. Um, It balances out pretty well. You know, you get a lot of offensive ability with the archetype and a lot of sustained with the 10 hit points every round, but you lack the AC, and I think that's a really good trade-off. Uh, it seemed to pay off well for me. I was always worried about health, and I could take it and not worry. I knew, I always knew I was going to get hit like the uh, the Giants that had a plus 14 to hit. Well, my AC was a 13. Unless they roll a nat 1, there's no way I'm not going to get hit. 
So thank you, Jonahman3000, for the Vampiric Bloodline Sorcerer. The Dampir by Benjamin Huffman of Sterling Vermin. This is a really cool race. Uh, you could play it in any setting or any play style, any class, and it would fit perfectly fine. Uh, having advantage on death saves, advantage is always powerful. It's always great to have advantage on anything. Uh, having dark vision is always nice, uh, depending on the type of uh, DM you have in the campaign. If they're really strict on the lighting rules, uh, you know, that's always nice to have. Advantage on or resistance to necrotic and advantage on poison saves is always really nice. Having Sun's Light Sensitivity, I like that it's there, but it gives you an out. You can you roll your hit die to ignore it for a, temp, a little bit of time. So that's always nice if push comes to shove. You can, oh, I really have to be able to perceive this, or I, can't, I don't want to miss. I gotta, you know, engage and use a hit die, which, depending on how you play with rest and whatnot, can be a very costly, or can be a pretty high cost, uh... For being able to use your attacks. And then each of the different sub-races is so unique. Dreadblood giving you uh, bonuses to illusion and frightened rolls. Uh, the noble blood, which is the one I used, giving me uh, bonuses to illusion and charm effects, increasing the DCs on those. But then the feral blood, getting uh, you can spend a hit die uh, like all the other ones, but you can spend a hit die to turn your claws into, uh, or your hands into powerful claws that do the damage type, or do the damage of the same hit die you use. So, where I was a sorcerer with a d6, I can add a d6 to my dc saves, where a, as a barbarian, you could literally have a d12 in each hand, unarmed, and go to town for one hit die. I mean, that's just, and they're magical, and overcome that. So as like a level one barbarian, Rolling a hit die, it's a it's a big deal, but getting two 1d12 weapons that are magical at level one is so powerful and whatnot. So as a race, there's nothing that's that I would say is overly powerful. It's a great balanced race that I think fits well for any type of playstyle that you want to do. And they even have a prestige race where, as a dampier, if you want to evolve into a true vampire. They have a race that uh, a, a race prestige class basically that you can go through uh, that you can go through to become an actual vampire and get bonuses and uh, take backs from it. So thank you very much to those two creators for this awesome class. I really enjoyed it. I actually want to play I would be perfectly fine going back and playing with this character in another campaign uh Anytime, I would be very happy to. And again, thank you to all the players uh, here at the table. Hope, Micah, and Braden. Thank you so much. This was this was a. F I've been in a lot of these podcasts. This one was really fun. And thank you again, Bob, for running this and having this whole thing. This is it's really great to have a place where you can just review homebrew stuff like this and just have fun. Where to begin? <laughs> <laughs> this is Braden. Here after the 20th level uh, episode, and that was so much fun. Uh, Moonbones spent a lot of the time under, well, well under half HP and close to death on a lot of occasions, uh, but we managed to pull through and, with the help of the rest of the party, uh, get the job done. And um, man, uh, the 
class itself is incredibly well balanced. I love everything about it. Just the way you can sort of manipulate the different energies of the world to give you different accesses to spell lists and theme it in a different way. Uh, you can be connected to like the abyss and have access to the warlock spell list. You can be connected to you know the weave of uh, magic and have access to the sorcerer spell list. You could be connected to a divine source, which is what uh, Moonbones was, or uh, natural magic, and you gain access to the ranger spell list. The way different um, the different types of ways that you can really manipulate this class and make it your own is. Uh, there are just so many different ways. Uh, in addition, the different weapon types that you can sculpt and use as your sculpt weapon give you lots and lots of different abilities that will create a character that is unlike any other sculptor that you would create if you made a, another character of the same one. I can almost guarantee that there's not going to be anyone similar to Moonbones uh, out there which is awesome. Uh, you really create like a personalized experience in that class. Uh, for the Divine uh, Conjuring Shield Sculpt, I have to say that that was one of the more fun builds that I've ever played as, and I wasn't even focused around really dealing any ma like major damage. I was more focused around just shoving, shoving creatures around and occasionally healing my allies if they go down. Um, I didn't find any use, really, of the mana armory. Unfortunately, I didn't get to pull that out just because of the party composition and the different stats and whatnot that they were using. It wouldn't really have benefited the party a great deal. But I'm sure uh, if you had a different weapon, I know there's like longbows, maces, uh, tridents, all different kind of weapon sculpts you can do. I'm sure that the party would have jumped at the chance to get a uh, opportunity to use the different abilities that the sculptor has to offer at the later levels. Um, as for the race, I was apprehensive at the start as to whether it would be completely overpowered or be absolutely just uh, horribly weak because of the inability to receive most sort of healing. But after playing it, I can tell you that it definitely uh, balances itself out. The I want to say that the skeleton was saved more by my high armor class and ability to uh, remove some damage off the non-magical blows, which definitely helped keep me alive. If you're at the lower sort of levels of play and you went down and someone didn't have it, the ability to get you up, I can see that your character would fairly readily die. Uh, but towards the later levels, when I myself was able to get a spell that would heal me, I didn't really find that being an issue. Um, of course, it would have been nice to receive some of those 70 hit point boosts that Hope was giving out, but um, I managed to make do walking around on one hit point for probably five or, well, how many rounds was it? Four or five rounds. Uh, where you could improve in this class, I honestly cannot name a single thing. I think it's so varied that uh, one, and specific to my build, that one uh, ability change might completely uh, affect another class or it might, uh, it might be useless for another class and it might be completely uh, sort of useful for another class, another sort of build of this class. Um, super thankful also to Ross Lisa who's been giving me a fair amount of uh, 
well, I've been giving him a fair amount of feedback and he's been replying and being very helpful with all my uh, questions that I've had about the class. And if you guys uh, ever want an awesome homebrew uh, class, or I think he has a few races, uh, go and check him out on the DMs. He's got a number of awesome classes, which I hope to test in the future. Um, if not on the podcast, uh, in my own games and beyond. Uh, I want to say a massive thank you to Virgil, Micah, Hope, Bob. All of you are awesome. This was a lot of fun. And I do hope to join you again in the future sometime and bring back a new wacky and crazy character concept. All right. I am extremely pleased with this uh, fifth episode in this segment at 20th Levels. Thank you all for joining me at the table. It was awesome, Braden, to have you all the way from Australia here. Uh, and then Virgil, Hope, and Micah, it's always good to see you guys around the table. So we will go ahead and end here. So join us again next time for another episode of Home Brew Review. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week. Bye.